Good Shepherd Library in Inwood, New York City. Welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where we meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home what we affectionately call Upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome local musician Lou Bruno. Lou has worked as a professional bass player since the early 1960s, playing with both commercial and jazz groups. He's performed with jazz legends John Megan, Dill Jones, Zoot Sims, Carmen Leggio, Toots Thielman, and Bucky Pizzarelli, amongst others. He attended the Manhattan School of Music, where he received both his bachelor's and master's degrees, and went on to be a member of the Buffalo Philharmonic for four seasons to study, then with Ludwig Stryker at the Vienna Haas School for Music. Since returning in New York City in the late 1970s, he's been a member of the Brooklyn Philharmonic, the American Symphony Orchestra, the New York Pops, and many Broadway pits, including A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, End of the Rainbow, Guys and Dolls, and Elaine Stritch's band for 11 years for her one-woman show, Elaine Stritch at Liberty. And of course, her nightclub appearance is the Carlisle Hotel which also included a 2012 documentary film about her entitled Shoot Me. We're going to talk to him about his work and so much more. But first, let's listen to a track featuring Lou as part of the Bridgeport Jazz Trio. Still it's uncut 
What a way to start an episode. Uh, Lou, welcome to In What Artworks On Air. It's great to see you. Thank you. It's great to see you, too. And it's great to be in upper uh, uptown Manhattan. That's right. Where we, where we... There's, only, there's only one place like Inwood, and it's a great place to, to live, work, and great neighbors. Absolutely. And parks, of course. And parks, of course, Beautiful too. Parks. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been here for? Since 2011. Yeah. It's a good place to be, man. Well, I always love catching you on the street and hearing about your latest and greatest likewise, gigs. Likewise, and, uh, and you've played all over from Broadway to international gigs, and I think each of those could have their own podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to highlight uh, the selection we just listened to earlier, uh, which was from a gig by one of your many outfits, the Bridgeport Jazz Trio, um, playing Green Dolphin Street, which is, I would say, uh, I did a little research on this one. It's a title track from 1947 American historical drama disaster film, if you didn't know it, directed by Victor Seville, featuring good. Lana Turner, Van Helflin, and do you remember the woman? I don't. Donna Reed. Donna Reed. Donna Reed, wow, that's yeah. Amazing. But this, this, this live recording is taken straight from uh, your jazz at the movies concert, right? Correct, yes. Done up at the Stissing Center in Pine Plains, New York, about a year and a half ago, uh, where we showed clips from these movies of how they appeared uh, in, in movies not as jazz songs, but sometimes very corny songs in, in, uh, in film and how jazz musicians over the decades have uh, turned them into jazz standards with unlimited interpretations of these uh, of these songs great great songs so we we showed clips of the movies uh as it appeared in the movie and then we played played the uh songs as jazz songs i think we cool. did about 11 or 12 uh clips and and songs yeah yeah we weren't able to show the clips but um for those who were there on october 14th 2022 we did a version of it here Correct. just the music at uh the good shepherd church here we presented you all uh, featuring, I want to say, voc- vocalist Nancy, uh, Nancy Alan, Alan Lundy. Lundy. Uh, John Austria was on piano, and Rich Rosenwig on drums. Rosenzweig. Rosenzweig. On drums. My German's yeah. so bad. Uh, <laughs> on, uh, and, of course, you on bass. And on bass. Uh, and Green Dolphin Street, I believe, kicked it off. I think that's the first track, I right? think it was, yeah. yeah and that, yeah. of course, comes from the movie by the same name, by yeah. the same title. And uh, uh, I don't think the movie was much of a success, actually. Uh, I, I read that quite a long time ago, uh, sort of a forgotten film, but the song became <laughs> an enormous hit Yeah. So over the years. Yeah, yeah. How did you put together those corny tracks? You all those, Were you in charge, or did you guys do it together? Uh, Bob it come Wasson together? and I, who was originally in the, with the trio and on our CD, uh, he and I put them together and put them in a PowerPoint program and uh, had to do a little bit of editing. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff is on YouTube. You have the rights to it. If you sure, just use, sure. But it's, short, but it's nice to choose those tracks and get them to the, get them yeah. use, you know. Uh, and um, uh, the PowerPoint program helped great because it was run by someone in the back of the Stissing Center uh, wirelessly, I believe he did it. 
and on uh, a big screen. So the, it was very nice. The tracks. Oh, we'll were, try to do the the picture version sometime. I wish we could. That I yeah. think uh, it was a big hit. The audiences loved yeah. it. It gave them something to hang their hat on. Right. Uh, that you know, where did these? A lot of people know the songs. Right. But they don't know the origin. Right. Of of the songs. Yeah. Some are comedies. Some are dramas. Very serious films. And, and we'll uh, have to figure out. We'll have to get a. A venue with the screen and we'll that would be great time. yeah you know exactly but uh it was a great story uh, that bookends the history of the bridgeport jazz trio do you want to tell that story about how sure. you all came together and sure before? we originally came together in high school and that's a long time ago uh albert montecavo and, and bob wasson uh and we played a lot together in in bands in in, in high school when high school ended we lost virtually lost track of each other for decades, maybe 30 years or so. Um, Bob, I found out through a friend, it would be a longer story than we have time here for, but uh, that Bob was teaching up at uh, Eastman School of Music for for 30 years, I think he was there. Uh, so I was able to hook up with Bob, and then I was doing the revival of Wonderful Town on Broadway, and Albert, our drummer, was at the show one night and he saw my name in the program and he came to the stage door to meet me. What a surprise. It was just, uh, and then from there we decided, okay, you know, why don't we revive our group and uh, see where it goes? And we sort of started playing together again and we worked out arrangements for songs and uh, it was a lot of fun and led to our, our CD that we did uh, yep. called Out of the Past. Which has Great a, disc. a backstory too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. That was like maybe four years ago or so, four or yeah, five five, years ago, five six years ago, five, maybe years five ago. years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own a copy. I suggest you do too, guys. It's wonderful. Um, okay. And so that, and we have, we had. So I love that story of you know thirty years later. Here you are cutting your first album. You know. <laughs> Completely by accident. I know. I mean, just, just it's great. It would have never have happened had it been for love it. Uh, a couple of friends from not not related to any of this. Yeah. Uh, uh, who um, brought it to my attention? Well, and it's funny how you all kind of kept up the music thing too, which is rare for you know when you play in high school. It's like Lord knows where your life's going to take you at you that don't point. Know. You're all teenagers, so you, don't know. you have no idea, and you all stuck with it, which is pretty amazing. Uh, and uh, wasn't one of your first comeback gigs. Uh, our filmworks off fresco outside. That's true. You right? played just... before one of our, we literally played uh, in front of a screen. That's uh, true. Before yes. one of our films, yeah, uh, out in the in Widow Park, and so mm-hmm. it was great to have you all out there. Yeah, it was it was wonderful uh, with uh, uh, Ken doing the sound, which is which yep. was fabulous, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, like from 2018 or so, yeah. I think yeah. we did two of them. Actually. Yeah, you guys, 2017, 18. I think mm-hmm. we did both of those yeah. or 19, something like that. Yeah. Um, well, you're an uptown guy, just like me. And you came from somewhere else and decided to make your artistic home here in Inwood. We said earlier, it's like just Inwood, just a wonderful place to be. And, um, you know, what is it about this community that makes you want to live and create here? Well, at first I had no idea what Inwood was even like until we came up here and start looking around and just fell in love with the, the, the community, uh, you know, the vibe of the place, uh, and then, of course, uh, I began to run into a lot of colleagues of mine who I had no, I'd, I had no idea that they've, they've lived here. And that was interesting, too. And then met you and saw the wonderful work that you're doing with Inwood Artworks. And uh, 
it's, it's, it's just fantastic, and it's a, it's a great place to live. It sort of almost reminds me of the old Greenwich Village from, from, from years back um, that has a, you know, where there was so much going on yeah. artistically, musically, and, uh, and, and maybe this is the new Greenwich, Greenwich Village. I, I don't know. But, uh, or maybe just the old Inwood. But, uh, the old yeah, Inwood, yeah but, exactly. Yeah, I mean, the, the history of Inwood, as, as you all know, is like goes back uh, to the silent movie era. Yeah, yeah, the... Um, there's a whole bunch of history lessons. Um, the first actual motion picture was shot in Washington Heights. There you a go. Very tiny, tiny film of, of a, a gentleman recording his daughters dancing in a garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you can look it up, folks. But uh, yeah, it's it's a full of rich history. And like you're saying too, I was thinking of like when you were talking about finding colleagues who worked and lived up here. I remember when I first moved up here, you know, you'd ride home on the subway, you know, at a certain time of night, you know, with you're talking about coming home from mm-hmm. like wonderful town or yeah. uh, when your gigs with Lane Stritch, whatever. And you're just like, okay, well you see, look like, like, okay, that guy has a trombone case. That mm-hmm. guy has a, you know, it's hard to miss a guy with, a, with, a, with an upright bass. And with a bass. Yeah, you know Very I mean? difficult not to spot. <laughs> Lots of guitar cases. And, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, and you see the, you know, the 190 stop and the Dykeman and the And often they're getting out at the same stop. And they're often getting <laughs> off. We, exactly. Get and then you're kind of like, hey, do you live up here? Yeah. yeah. What? And you see the show jacket. Oh, you're in Wonderful Town? Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 subbing in there. And you strike Absolutely. up. And, and I feel like that's kind of neighborhood it is. Like a very friendly you know, very, very neighborhood. Uh, collaborative and inclusive, like very family oriented uh, community with a capital C. You mm-hmm. know, it's like people want to know each other, unlike perhaps some neighborhoods. Which, That's you know, a very keep, good, very uh, good point, because it eyes. is it is that type of uh, of community. It has a real neighborhood feel to it. Yeah. And you start to recognize your neighbors, even if you don't know their names, you know that they're your you see them all the time in the park and yeah. very friendly. Yeah. Friendly yeah. People up here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, we always have, um, you know, you, you've done a lot of different things and a lot of different iterations. And uh, you also, um, like I guess I said, I alluded to in your bio, like you've done stuff with the American Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have a steady summer gig. You go up to Bard a lot. That's correct. Uh, yeah. With a lot of our other colleagues here in the neighborhood. And so mm-hmm. you have a lot of established gigs um, up there. And also you play in Bryant Park as well right uh american symphony has um a a series during the summer free concerts at bryan park uh and we started a couple of years ago american symphony orchestra jazz quintet so we play at bryan park uh every may about last three years there'll be another one uh double concert this may and um if you go to the American Symphony website, uh, there's actually videos, uh, all, videos of a lot of American Symphony things. Classical and our jazz group is on that uh, from uh, a concert, I think, in uh, 2022. I wonder if we can get the American Symphony Orchestra to partner with Inwood Artworks I would, and have you guys I, I up here thinking, in the park. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually thinking of that this morning when I was thinking about, <laughs> about what I might say about you know, some of these no. Well, why not, right? I, I mean, I mean, great. these people in Bryant Park—they got enough culture down there. Mm-hmm. Not nothing against the good folks on Forty Second Street, but uh, you know, you can still do that. But maybe give throw us a bone up here, do a concert well, or two up here. And the thing is that all of these concerts are um, uh, curated, whatever the word might be, by right. musicians. The chamber concerts I'm talking about, not the big or- yeah, orchestra yeah, yeah, concerts, yeah, of course. But, but um, 
it's, it's it's very similar to what you do. You know? Well, maybe you can introduce me who's organizing this, and we can you know Absolutely. maybe we can that co-present be, it or something. Yeah, like that would that. be fantastic. Not to steal the thunder. I don't think the American Symphony Orchestra has anything to worry about yeah. in what artworks. No, no, <laughs> we are, we're doing a concert. God, in, in March at Carnegie, we're doing Arnold Schoenberg's uh, piece masterpiece called Girl Leader. Uh, and it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, March, I forget 10th or something like that. I'm not positive, uh, the date, uh, but it's, uh, 150 musicians on stage. Yeah, it's a little beyond our budget, oh, well, but, uh, um, I think it's beyond, we can, about I don't think we can do 15 musicians, yeah. let alone 150, but 150 and a, and a large chorus and soloists. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of people who squeeze that's a, that's on stage. A, that's a, you're that's a barely any elbow room there. On yeah, stage we did it. We Carnegie did it years Hall. ago at, at the Bard Festival, which you, you had uh, mentioned. Yeah. That, uh, uh, and it's a. It really is a, a masterpiece. It was. He wrote it over a number of years. He stopped, started again, and it's really a uh, just an incredible piece of music that ever, almost I wouldn't say once in a lifetime opportunity to hear it, but but uh, certainly you're not. It's not performed very often. Yeah, uh, it's it's a uh, it's too big a piece to perform. You know, well, I would and, say so, and expensive. Yeah, how many performances? Just one. Just one performance. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And it's in March. Gosh. Yep. That's amazing. See, that's that's the power of like living in a world class city like New York, because like I won't say it's the capital of music. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think is? I mean, there's so many different genres of music. Like, is New York the city of cat? the capital of classical music in the country what do you think i, I would uh, say it's a it's a, a big part of yeah. a a classical music uh global web global community yeah, it's very know. new york's very international it's like a small country yeah. right international yeah. it's very international uh, but uh but, but like, like my point is like rare are you going to get like kansas city doing 150 no, people on stage no. that's what i'm yeah. saying uh, and i love kansas city folk but i'm just saying yeah, you it's, need it's a, hard. the right venue to do it in. You need, yeah. uh, and and the and the thing about New York City is uh, that even though an orchestra like American Symphony Orchestra is, is a a rostered member orchestra, you have to expand that that size when you do a piece like Girl Leader because uh, uh, it's 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 the American Symphony is not a, an orchestra of 150, and the and the thing that which is great about New York City is that there's a pool of musicians, of first class musicians to draw from. Yeah. So it's it's a um uh you know that's a that's what Resource, makes New York pool. a really yeah. amazing cultural center is that uh the talent that's here is extraordinary. Yeah. And they're all 150 union musicians too. Absolutely. Local yeah. 802 shout out to yep. you guys. Local 802. Um so anyway, um Check that out, American Symphony Orchestra. Plug for you. Yeah. Um, and and I, uh, yeah. And I, I also do New York Pops, and we're having a concert in February. It's a great orchestra uh, with a lot of actually classical and jazz musicians, brass players, and wind players that uh, cross over and play Broadway and play symphonic music. Yeah. And with New York Pops, we do uh, um, our next concert is in February, February 9th, I believe. And every concert has big stars of 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 broadway great, like yourself great talent yeah well there you go <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but uh uh yeah it's a it's another uh, and and that's well, also like a lot of hall. great american songbook stuff that's yes, arranged yeah, and things yeah, like that yeah right? we concerts with the uh, norm lewis was the last uh, uh christmas concert that we did sure um uh, we, we had a, a guest appearance by vanessa williams 
This too is what wonderful. happens in New York. So yeah, uh, you, gets, you have that talent literally living in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, yeah, it's, uh, very sweet. It's really uh, we had on on the Saturday concert we had doubles. Uh, uh, Biden's press secretary was. Uh, well, I don't know ne- she sang. She no, narrated. <laughs> she narrated. She narrated the night before. Christmas. I was say, it's like, was she an alto? I mean, no, it's gonna no, no, she didn't sing. Totally teasing. But I heard that she does play drums. Isn't that? Oh funny? Yeah? yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, and she, Here's some uh, she did an amazing job. Uh, 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 and it's a, it was a great piece of music, uh, orchestra, and narrator. It's, it was wonderful. So well, listeners, I think you're getting the gist here. Of like this guy is like the Swiss Army knife of Inwood <laughs> bass players. He can do the pops. He can do the classical stuff. He can do the jazz. He can do pretty much anything. So mm-hmm. uh, and Broadway, of course. So um, you want you to catch catch him where you can in February with the pops. Uh, the summer in Bryant Park, and uh, hopefully we'll get him back here in some iteration with some group uh, playing with Inwood Artworks again. Uh, we'd love to have that happen. I'd love to do it again. Yeah, that'd be great. Well, we're uh, always thrilled to have you perform. And, um, before we say goodbye, we want to leave folks with another selection from your Jazz the Movie series because mm-hmm. we have that available to us. So can you introduce this last one for us? Uh, this was I Remember You from the movie The Fleet's Inn. Uh, and uh, I remember you became a, a huge, also jazz standard. You can find just about every great jazz performer has recorded this song. It's a great song. And, yeah. Uh, well, here we go. I remember you.
thank you, Lou, very much for being a guest here. Uh, we, look, we look forward to more great music ahead from you. And uh, where can people go? You mentioned so many things. Do you have your own website or anything? Yeah, for... we do. The BridgeboardJazzTrio.com. So, yes. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of uh, info there and uh, a lot of photos going back to uh, high school and to present time. Of, Very cool. Of, of our group. Uh, it was uh, fun to put that together. And, and uh, I think it's a really nice, nice website. So. so check it out, folks. You have your marching orders. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens next. Do, do we have any gigs coming up next for the Bridgeport Jazz Dream? Not at the moment. Not no, at the moment. No. All right. No. So you know they're available, folks. If you can grab them between gigs, playing with 150 of your closest musician friends <laughs> and, uh, and Brian Park. All right. Well, thank you again, Lou. It's been thank wonderful you to have you here It's today. been a pleasure. You betcha. So uh, thanks again to Lou Bruno for joining me on this Artist Spotlight edition of Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, and artists of all stripes that make their home here in Upper Manhattan. If you have a moment, please show some love right now and rate this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts. Many thanks to the Church of Good Shepherd for hosting us and to HideSites.com for uptown promotional support. You can support On Air and all of our programming here at Inwood Artworks by making a tax-free donation at InwoodArtworks.nyc backslash donate or via Venmo. Um, be sure to follow us on social media to keep up all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Alfresco, live performances, pop-up art galleries, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with the City Council. Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks 